0: You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Enterprise Bank, helping people and businesses create success.
1: Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? to advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the chamber makes good business sense.
0: We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, Travis and Kat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber. We are in our uh, chamber office today, not having to go too far from our cubicles, but we have some fantastic guests and Kat, I'm going to let you do the introductions because you are very close to these two ladies. Who do we have joining us today?
1: I am close to these two. We have Cheryl Bossy and Marcia Sharkey. They are from the Greater Gardener Relay for Life. They are the co-event leaders for the program and- I'm so pleased to say that I also am on the event leadership team and happen to um, have a great respect for these two ladies in our office today.
0: Well, both of you, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you for having us. So there's so many things about Relay that a lot of people are very unaware of. And I run into it a lot when people find out that I've worked for Relay. I've been Cheryl's slave for about (laughs) almost 20 years at the Relay. And can you guys tell us a little bit about how you each got
2: involved in the Relay? for life, the Greater Gardener Relay for life? I first got involved because I was going to night school at Mount Wachusett Community College, where it's held. And I looked outside and said, what is going on? And that was the first one. So I joined the relay in the second year. And then it became very personal as my dad was diagnosed with cancer and as well as my mom. So it's very personal for me, but I enjoy it. And it's a great, great group of people doing a
3: lot of good for a lot of places. And I started in 1997 in memory of my dad, who passed away from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And then in 1998, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So my reason to relay and up there is to be not only with the supportive team that we have, but to support the American Cancer Society, because my cancer was found on mammogram. But my story, like Cheryl's, you know, you you lose more people in your family. And I lost my sister um, with metastatic breast cancer in 2007. So my reason to relay is so many reasons as far as um, to have the support as a survivor, to celebrate my life, to remember my sister and my dad and all those that have, had fight it and lost their battle, and also to fight back because we don't want any more people to lose their lives.
1: That's right. I, I think that um, everyone has a reason to relay. I think that it is something that universally affects all of us. Yes. And everyone has that story. And the hashtag Why I Relay is so powerful if you look it up and you see all the people that talk about why they relay and the importance of the relay.
0: And Marsha, you mentioned that support system um, with other folks that participate in the relay. Can you tell us how crucial that is, uh, not just for you, but for other folks that come out and volunteer or participate, just having that connection?
3: You know, Relay, we start the Relay with Survivor's Lab. And if you stand there and you watch all those survivors walk that track, then you have some hope that those of those people that who have been diagnosed just that first year can turn around. We have a special thing in our opening ceremony where they turn around and see years and years and years of survivors behind them. And for those first year survivors to look back and see somebody that's been had cancer like I'm twenty five years this year. You know, that's that's hope and that's one of the big messages and support that we have there.
1: And that's just one of the things that actually happens at Relay is the survivor's lap. But there's also the caregiver tent, um, which is a really important part of Relay as well.
2: Yeah, the caregiver ceremony is uh, Saturday morning from 9 to 11. And we, we recognize caregivers. And, it, and it's very emotional because it's caregivers that are currently caring for their survivors. But it's also for our, quote, angel caregivers who have lost their survivor. And because, you know, just like a survivor, if you're a caregiver, once a caregiver, you're always a caregiver. So it it is very nice to to celebrate the caregivers that, you know, take care of the cancer survivors throughout their whole journey.
3: And that's one thing as a survivor, we wouldn't get through our journey if it wasn't for our caregivers. We couldn't have made it. The relay makes you very aware
1: of how many people cancer affects. And it's not just the people that get cancer. It's all those around them. And I would highly suggest people to come out and um, take part in all the celebrations. But this year is a little special. This year's just a little more
3: special than some other years. You guys want to tell us why this one's so special? It's our 30th. Yay! It's our 30th Relay for Life event. Our first one was in 1994, (laughs) and we started with raising... What was it like 20 20 something thousand dollars yeah. and now you know we're we're going at it with 30 years and it's, it's it's something to be really proud of really proud of in this community.
1: So not a lot of people know the story of how the Greater Gardner Relay got started and the folks that actually helped get that going. You guys want to
2: talk about that story a little bit? Uh, it was started by Fran and Paula Dontremont who were from Gardner and they were approached by the American Cancer Society and to quote Fran in his famous words, I don't know if it'll work, but we'll give it a try. And uh, unfortunately, Paula passed away recently. So this year is is really special for a lot of us because we're we're always honoring and celebrating and remembering. But we're really remembering Paula this year and honoring Fran with, you know, having the, the idea
3: to start this. And here we are 30 years later. So... And relay started in 1985 out in Tacoma, Washington, by one doctor, and um, he wanted to raise money for the American Cancer Society and help his patients. And it was Dr. Gordy Clat, and he walked a, a track for 24 hours, and people supported and walked beside him, and he raised 27,000 something that that year, and. People in the community saw that and said, we got to do something. And that's how Relay started. So then it came all across the whole country, and it's around the world. I was just going to say, this is an actual worldwide phenomenon. Yes. And ha- do you guys have any idea how many Relays run in America, just in the U.S.? I have no idea. I mean, it used to be 5,000, but sadly, COVID hit. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so I don't know what the number is now. You know, it's funny because
1: you guys were talking about one doctor started the Relay, and... Only two people started our relay, which mm-hmm. is one of the largest relays in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just proves it It just takes one person. It just takes one person to make such a huge difference.
0: And it's amazing, too, I think when you drive up and whether or not you're going to be at the relay or you're just driving by the area to see how much involvement there is. I mean, it really transforms that section of the college campus that weekend with all the folks that are out there. and Can you talk about that level of involvement and how you keep that involvement up year after year? And especially you mentioned COVID. How do you bounce back when it, everything was shut down and everybody didn't know if it was going to continue?
2: We have a lot of returning teams as of right now. We have 69 teams and 431 participants. So we have we have teams that have been there from the beginning, from day one. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've lost a few teams, but we've gained a few new teams, too. And, it, and it's really the teams and their participants, the survivors and the caregivers. It, it's a whole village, if you will. And uh, they just keep coming back. And, and just for the people that come to support the survivors and the relayers, uh, it, it is quite a sight to see. Yeah, shout out to uh, Mount Wachusett Community College. Yes. Has the Relay for Gardener
1: always been there?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so 30 years they've been donating the space and the time and their services. And um, it's always been, like Travis said, it's like a community. And it's really what you feel like when you get there um, because there's always so much to do. There's not... You know, there's not, there's not a single time when there's nothing to do during relay. So what are some of the other events that go on during relay? Besides, we have caregivers and we have the survivor's lap, but I know there's something else. There's a couple other things that occur during that 24-hour
3: period. The opening starts at 6 o'clock, but before that, we have the survivor's reception in the um, 3.30 to 6, and that's in a big, huge white tent in the middle of the field. So that has entertainment, magicians this year, singers, Um, there's gifts for the survivors. It's celebrating the survivors with food and and everything. And then 6 o'clock starts the opening ceremony where we have, we're very lucky, we have a torch run coming in from the high school retract team, and they light the torch, and and we have ribbon cutters, and it's like a big, huge ceremony as far as in the beginning. It's exciting. And then we have the survivor's lap. But we have something special at 9 o'clock, which is Cheryl's baby.
2: Uh, At 9 o'clock, I start the luminaria ceremony. And the luminarias are white paper bags, and they're a lot more than that, but you can purchase a white paper bag luminaria from any team member, anybody on the ELT. You can even buy them online. And they honor, celebrate, and remember all of our survivors. And uh, it's quite the sight to be seen. The ceremony starts at 9. We'll have the Baldwinville Legion as our honor guard this year, and we light all the luminarias all the way around the track. And sometimes, you know, depending on what the last name is, they could be five or six deep around the entire track. And uh, we have guest speakers, and then we do a silent lap at the end just to reflect on all of our survivors. And for anybody that goes, you know, I haven't found in my life yet somebody that I talk to that has not been touched by cancer one way or another. So it is really something for everybody.
0: Right now, we're going to step aside. We'll be right back here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. The business world is more competitive than ever. And running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, Travis Condon, Cat Deal. Today we're chatting with Marsha and Cheryl from the Greater Gardner Relay for Life. When you mentioned being touched by cancer, you think back to the decades ago when it was not talked about as much and there was a lot of stigma around it. How do you think events like the Relay for Life have changed that conversation and helped shape the discussions around cancer and, and cancer research?
3: It's awareness. You know, that's the thing with the American Cancer Society. One of their, um, the funds go to a lot of education. And like I said before, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for screening. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that they promote is the screenings. And so that's the, awareness is the huge, huge portion that we promote up there too. I think that
1: just having the relay and the signage also brings awareness to everybody being able to talk about cancer and understand that, you know, early detection is really important. And there's a lot of information that happens at relay that talks about how to, um, who you can talk to and resources that are available as well. Personally, I think that one of the things that relay also does is that it does give you a community and it gives you a whole, it gives you two days to be able to join a community that is on your side. But it's so much bigger, right? It's so big. The whole thing is so big. So what are some of the ways that people could get involved in the Relay for
3: Life? Come and see it first and see what it's all about. That's what. <laughs> they, they'll you'll, they'll then always, then you'll, always come back. <laughs> then you'll be hooked. You'll be hooked. And, and um, from being a participant to being on the committee to helping out with logistics and setting it up, I mean, there's so many different roles that people could just donate a couple hours and help us. If
2: somebody comes to Relay and, you know, they want to help out on Friday, June 9th, go to the information booth. Logistics will find a project for you to do. It could be any area of your expertise, but we will put you to work happily.
1: And right now there's a call. Um, We're looking for some PVC pipe. Is that correct? Yes. Yes.
2: Two inch or one and a half inch various uh, lengths. We are trying to be better. We usually staple on the campsite numbers, and when there's 180 campsites, that's a lot of stapling and a lot of removing at the end. And then we also uh, put out ABC letters for people to alphabetize their luminaria bags. So we are looking for PVC pipes because we want to put the numbers on them so we can reuse them next year. So there's
1: so many ways that people can volunteer. So you don't have to be on a relay team to join into relay for the weekend? No, you don't. But yeah. you could be on a team. You very well could be.
3: And how, what's the easiest way for folks to get onto a team? You know, you can go online. Um, our website is, I don't know if you're going to have it afterwards, but our, web, our website is available, and you just go on there, and you can join a team. I'm sure there's somebody out there that you know. or uh, You can start a team, and it's very easy to register as far as go on the website. And what's the website? www.relayforlife.org backslash GTR Gardner Mass, Greater Gardner Mass, MA.
1: So, how many people do you have to have on the team?
2: There's no limit. (laughs) There's no limit. And we have one team that has two members. And then we have other teams, you know, upwards of 25, but there's no limit. And you also don't have to be a team member to come because up at Relay, we have raffles going on. Each A lot of the campsites around have their own personal raffles. And uh, so you can come up and take a chance and maybe win a prize.
0: And you mentioned it being the 30th anniversary, and we talk about some of the events that are going to be happening. As you celebrate the 30th, how are you really emphasizing that thirty years of, of success in, in helping increase awareness and helping this event to continue—is there anything special going on for the thirtieth?
3: You want us to spoil the surprise? No. Well, well, can you can you give it like a little bit <laughs> of a tease, tease without giving too much away? I, I mean, we've invited past, <laughs> we've invited past um, chair people, past um, ACS staff partners. We hope they'll be there so we can recognize them. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to hopefully honor the college because they have been there from day one. So there's different things we're going to incorporate with all the ceremonies.
2: And we are also honoring Woods Ambulance because they provide our paramedic EMT coverage for the entire event. And they have one paramedic that she's been there since the beginning. And uh, we have something very special she'll be doing for us. And then plus
3: Cheryl's going to be doing a special thing with um, we lost several chair people. To cancer. So that's going to be another special recognition too. So there's little things going on. Yeah.
1: A lot of things that we can't talk about right now.
3: (laughs) You'll have to come on June 9th and 10th to see
1: for yourself. So yeah. So I was just going to say, you want to tell everybody what the dates and times are? The times have
2: um, changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if we want to give out that info. So we officially start Friday, June 9th at six o'clock p.m. and we end Saturday, June 10th at 2 p.m. And what happens at 2 p.m. on Saturday?
3: We clean the track and go home. <laughs> Are we doing a picture this year? No, we're not doing a picture, but there may be a special. Last last year we did something mm-hmm. which everybody loved,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: um, we're probably going to incorporate that this Good. year, which is we, we finished that last lap. We had that closing ceremony, gave our awards, um, gave the dates for next year, the whole bit, and then – Um, we walked that last lap, the teams walked that last lap, and they came back to the stage and they rang a bell, which I'm sure people realize when a cancer patient finishes their treatment, they're ringing a bell at the hospital, and that's what we're mimicking is that we're ringing that bell, but our work isn't done. Our work is not done, and it's never done until there's a cure for that cancer. So if you've never been to
1: Relay, um, I've been there for, I think this is going to be my 18th year, It never shuts down. I don't think a lot of people understand that, that it never
2: stops. There's people on the track for the entire event. And we're honoring our our cancer survivors because their treatments don't stop. They don't stop fighting. So we don't stop walking. And you're correct. There are people on the track. Uh, I usually take my, if I have time, my one-hour lap from 1 to 2 a.m. And that's just a special time for me. And there's not a lot of people on the track, but it is very emotional. And on the closing ceremonies, the people on the planning committee, we finish out that final lap. And, uh, you know, we've put a year's worth of work into this event, so it's kind of nice to walk that one last lap together.
0: And for those folks that are currently being affected by cancer, you know, it's a very different journey individually. And you have some folks that really want to embrace and, and reach out to communities, but you have other folks that kind of try to handle it on their own. For those individuals, what would you say to them to try and encourage reaching out and connecting with folks at the relay or just trying to get a support system?
3: As a nurse, I didn't share. I kept a lot inside yeah. so I can, I can understand completely. But one thing I wish I had known was um, the American Cancer Society has a 1-800 number so, um it's one eight hundred two two seven one two, three two three four five um that number is available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and if a cancer patient has a question or anything that they need to. Talk to about or anything. Um, they wake at three a.m. in the morning, you know, thinking about their life. Like I was, call that number and you'll have somebody to talk to. So that's one of the important things for the American Cancer Society. So it's not just only coming to relay and seeing everything that they offer, but go on to the www.cancer.org. You'll get information. Call that number. That's another reason why we relay to keep those services going. And and the
2: number is not just for cancer survivors. I, as a caregiver, called one time for my mom. Uh, we were having some problems with something and it was probably two, three in the morning and I called and they were able to, if you will, talk me off the ledge <laughs> and, uh, help out and, you know, get some, get some comfort going for my mom. So it, it is a great resource and that's why we raised the money so that that number can stay available for everyone.
1: So talking about raising funds, I recently, in the last six months, learned how much of every dollar is actually going towards research. And I think that there's a lot of mystery about how fundraising funds are used by the companies. So could you guys talk a little bit about the way that the American Cancer Society actually
3: does use our relay fundraising? It goes towards research, like you said. And last I knew it was 79 cents out of every dollar goes to- to these services. So not only research, and we're lucky here in uh, Massachusetts and New England because we have a lot of money comes back to us because of the great hospitals we have here. And it also goes to services like we have um, the 1-800 number. We have Road to Recovery where they can get rides to their treatments. We have... Reach to Recovery, we have support groups, things like that. That's another part of the services that the American Cancer Society provides. Education, like I said, that's a big one because they're ones, I mean, even on the news this morning was how they decreased the mammogram age down to 40 now. And that was because the American Cancer Society had an input into that also. So um, research, education, and then advocacy as far as um, getting our legislators to pass a lot of bills for cancer research.
1: Marcia, do you happen to know how much um, the
3: relay raised last year? $151,000? Hundred and fifty one thousand wow. dollars?
1: That's amazing. And so, that's just one year. Yeah. That was
3: one year, and that was after COVID. I mean COVID took a huge hit, and, and that was one thing we promoted with Relay for Life, those of us in the ELT, was like, you know, cancer didn't stop just because COVID was around. So um, we took a hit with that, and the American Cancer Society took a hit. Offices were closed, staff was laid off, um, but they didn't stop that money to go to the researchers, which is a big, huge thing. So they, they they tried their darndest. So now we're trying to build this back up and bring the money back up to what it used to be
2: and as of right now we're almost at 55,000 for this year's relay for money raise so and a
1: lot of money will come in day of a we lot of teams so. So. Yeah. we yeah. hope so yeah we all hope so
0: and for those who want to get involved again you mentioned earlier you are looking for volunteers people can still form teams it's coming up in just a few weeks how do people get involved one last time? Just let people know again how they can reach out. What's the easiest way to get in touch with you and the other folks to volunteer or help out?
3: They can get in touch with Cheryl and I. They can go onto the website, and that's the big one. As far as going on the website, you'll see our names there. You'll see our contact there under the ELT. It's all there. So that's the, probably the easiest if they go on the website.
0: And that website link again?
3: www.relayforlife.org backslash M A. And you can
1: also interact on social media. There's a Facebook page for the Gardner Relay for Life. You can also interact there um,
2: and and get more information. And the dates again, Cheryl? June 9th and June 10th. And if anybody has any questions, we have one last uh, monthly team meeting scheduled for Wednesday, May 24th at Gardner City Hall Perry Auditorium. The doors open at 6 o'clock and the meeting will start at 630 so if anyone has any questions, feel free to stop, stop by that night. All ELT planning committee members will be there. There'll be teams there. So feel free, stop by, ask your questions, and sign up.
1: Absolutely. It's never too late. You can even sign up at Relay. You can even sign up at Relay.
0: And you should sign up at Relay. And for those who are joining us, we've been chatting with Cheryl Bossi and Marsha Sharkey from the Greater Gardener Relay for Life Celebrating its 30th anniversary this June, uh, we want to thank both of you for taking the time to be here today, and want to thank all three of you, because uh, Kat, you're also involved as well. Want to thank all three of you for all the work that you do to help raise awareness, to help you know support uh, people who are dealing with cancer, people who have i um, overcome cancer and people who have family members or friends who are dealing with it. Just thank you for everything.
3: Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.
0: You've been listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.